you have your, your Bibles, we're going to look at the book of Ephesians, and it's not a lot of scripture, but um, it's important. Ephesians 5, it's on the screen there, uh, and I read uh, from the New American Standard, and that's what you'll see there on the screen. Ephesians 5, 19 uh, and 20, it says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. This morning, we want to touch base on uh, singing and making music. Now, last week, we had a wonderful uh, Resurrection Sunday, and we had our uh, singing group do a marvelous uh, what, what would you call that? Not a musical, a cantata, I guess. Uh, I keep saying it's a musical, and it's not. Uh, that's, what, that's what Disney does, musicals. But, um, you know, I, I jokingly said to Keith, I wonder why they've never asked me to participate uh, in that. And your laughter, you know why. Uh, but, you know, what, what I was thinking about last night, if you look at verse uh, 19, it actually says... Now, this is for people like me who uh, won't, you'll never hear me sing a solo, but it says, singing and make melody with your heart. You see, now you may say, well, you know, I don't sing, I don't, that's for other people, I don't play in the band, but there's not one of us that can't make a melody in our heart. And that's what really this is about. It's if you go back to chapter 5 in Ephesians, it tells us, Paul says, that we should be filled with the Spirit. So when we get to, uh, that's verse 18, so when you get to the rest of the, uh, the few verses here in this section, being filled with the Spirit means that we should have always have a melody in our heart. Music uh, is a continual theme throughout Scripture. From Genesis to Revelation, Music seems to be the one common thread of human history that crosses all cultural, uh, excuse me, cultures and countries. Music is just as important in our worship today as it was in the days of King David. But where did music start? Music started in the heart of God himself. The Bible is known and loved throughout the world as a book that has laws, a manual of instructions, uh, it's even called a literary, uh, literary masterpiece, but it's also a songbook from beginning to end. Uh, how many of you have ever uh, heard of the musical masterpiece, The Messiah? You see, when you lift your voices to sing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, we are joining the river of songs to God that has its streams in the history of God's people. In Genesis, you don't think about music when you think of Genesis, but Genesis 31, verse 27, the account of Laban, who is Jacob's father-in-law, saying, Why did you run off secretly and deceive me? Why didn't you tell me so I could send you away with joy and singing to the music of tambourines and harps? God spoke to his faithful servant Job about the day of creation, and he actually says that the morning stars sang together. Job 38, 6 and 7. On what were its footings set? 
or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. You see, last uh, yesterday, uh, we had the ability and opportunity to see some of our young people here at the Corps uh, at the Divisional School of Arts graduation, and, and uh, their parents attended. And we heard music, we heard songs, we even heard a group get a couple of uh, Home Depot buckets and play drums on them. You know, and it was wonderful. Uh, people were uplifted. Music, song, having a melody in your heart. It's, it's almost like, you ever, you ever look and you know about the, uh, the royal family in England, if the flag is flying on the castle, you know the queen is there, right? That's, that's how you know. You know, joy is really the flag flying in our hearts saying that the king is on the throne. That's what joy is. It's not a happy feeling. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being happy, but joy is that constant uh, river that flows from our hearts saying that the king is present. In the Psalms, we are urged to sing to the Lord a new song. Now, why do I pause there? Because when you sing here, you're not singing for anyone here. Worship is an audience of one person, the Lord God Almighty. So whatever you do, that's why the scriptures say whatever we do, we do it with all our heart because we are singing to one. We are worshiping one. It is not entertainment. It is not, uh, you know, church and entertainment don't mix. It shouldn't mix. We're not here to entertain you. We are here to worship the one and only God Almighty. So the psalm says, Psalm 96, 1 and 2, sing to the Lord. Who are you singing to? Not to me, to the Lord. And sing a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise His name, proclaim His salvation day after day. In the psalms, we find songs of trust, despair, penitence, rejoicing. Only in the fullness of God's time would it be become clear that the central theme of all the songs and all the music of God was then and is now the Lord Jesus Christ. Every song that you sing, every praise and worship, and I know that there's always seems to be this, this conflict in every church about do we sing too much praise and worship? Do we not sing enough from the songbook? The truth is, as long as we're singing about the Lord Jesus Christ, that's what matters. Now, some of the songs that, we, that, that you may know of, if, it's, if their theme and their, central, uh, if their, if their centrality is not in Jesus, we shouldn't sing them. We don't sing about us. We sing about the Lord because one day in eternity... We will sing to him forever. And I'll actually sound kind of decent. <laughs> Music continued in the New Testament. Jesus told of the prodigal's elder brother hearing music of the welcome home party for the younger brother. I've often heard that it wasn't just the elder brother that was not happy to see the younger brother come home. The fatted calf wasn't too happy either. On his last night before he was to be crucified, we don't think about this, but on the last night before he was crucified, Christ and his disciples sang a hymn before going to the garden. 
Can you imagine? Now, let's, let's just put this in context. Would you be singing knowing what you were about to have to go do? He was. He was singing. You see, we can have a melody in our heart in the darkest of times because Jesus had a melody in his. Music continued throughout the New Testament. Christ sang a hymn before going to the garden. The mark of the new Christian church and the coming of the Holy Spirit was even more music. Think about it. Have you ever met anyone on the face of the earth that has ever said this phrase, I don't like music? I've never. Now, I've heard people say, well, I don't like this kind of music, but I do enjoy this and that kind. Music is a gift from God. Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus what we just read. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Eugene Peterson in the message says it like this. Uh, Sing hymns instead of drinking songs. Sing songs from your heart to Christ. Sing praises over everything. Any excuse for a song to God the Father in the name of our Master Jesus Christ. You see, what we're really talking about, and I'm going to use my phone here. I don't usually do that, but I found some notes that I wanted to share with you concerning verse 19 and 20 through 21. Because verse 19 through 21 gives four effects of being filled with the Spirit. Going back to verse 18, that's why he says, uh, you know, not to sing drinking songs. Because he says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is uh, dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Here's where we connect all of this about music and singing and melodies in your heart. Because if you are filled with the Spirit, one of the uh, true signs of being filled with the Spirit is speaking, singing, and making music in your heart. These words indicate the result or evidence of being filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speaking to one another, uh, singing and making melody has two dimensions. When we're singing and, or excuse me, when we're speaking to one another, all right, we are ministering to one another. We are ministering to other believers by various systems of music, worshiping the Lord by personally singing and making melody in our hearts. First, we speak to one another. Speaking implies that we minister to one another by content. That is what we believe. When you and I speak words of truth to each other, we are ministering to one another. The word communicates divine truth that builds up the congregation. Music and psalms, hymns and spiritual songs is a means of ministering to one another when we gather. What have we already done? We've sang, we've clapped, we've worshipped God. And then the idea of psalms comes from the Old Testament. The Old Testament psalms song with stringed instruments. The psalms are about praise and worship to God within various experiences. Now, be careful not to say, you shouldn't say, I don't like praise and worship. That's what Psalms is. Psalms is, and then the spiritual songs, sacred music that comes from the filling of the Spirit. You ever, uh, many of us can remember 
uh, and I can join you in this club, when you would hear somebody say, so-and-so is going to sing a spiritual. You ever heard that before? And they would probably sing a hymn that you're familiar with. You see, music and this idea of, of, of a melody in our hearts, the melody in our hearts is the thermostat. It's, it's not the, the temperature. Now, why do I say that? Because a thermostat you set at a certain temperature, no matter what's going on outside, it doesn't change, right? We are not to be thermometers. Thermometers go up and down, up and down. You know, and this is where, we, and I have to be careful here, because many of us were taught that if you were a Christian, you were always happy. In fact, we used to sing a, a song in preliminaries that you would say, and I'll get it confused, but it's something about I'm in right, upright, downright, something right, happy all the time. Are you happy all the time? No, you're not. But you can be joyful. You can have joy. And friends, one of the mistakes that we have made is that we've equated joy with happiness. And it's not the same. Happiness is an emotion. It, it go, it's, the, it's the thermometer that goes up and down, up and down. But joy is the thermostat that doesn't have to change depending on outward temperatures. So we need to sing songs from our heart to Christ because part of being filled with the Spirit is having joy. And having joy is knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. That's all it is. It's not about how much money's in the bank. It's not about what you drive. It's not about anything outwardly. It's all about our relationship to Christ. You and I can sing songs from our heart anytime we like. That's the great thing about music. You don't have to be in a public setting like church to sing out to God. Your, your temple, so to speak, can be your car or your bathroom, or wherever you choose. We are free to sing to the Lord whenever and wherever. There's a song in our songbook that was written almost 100 years ago. This year it would celebrate 99 years. It was written in a small town in Texas where the author was conducting an evangelistic meeting. One afternoon in a quiet church, he wrote the words and music within an hour. And the songwriter penned these words. I have a song that Jesus gave me. It was sent from heaven above. There never was a sweeter melody. Tis a melody of love. In the chorus, many of you know it, says, In my heart there rings a melody. There rings a melody with heaven's harmony. In my heart there rings a melody. There rings a melody of love. What is joy? Joy is singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. It is making music to the Lord in your heart. And in last, he says, Paul says, and you will always give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to say this to you too. A part of a joyful person is a person with gratitude. It's always giving thanks. The Bible doesn't say to give thanks for the circumstances. It says to give thanks in all circumstances. While we're going through all circumstances, we can still rely on the goodness of our God. Within our hearts, may we all have a song to sing. And may we not be ashamed to sing it, no matter what you sound like. 
right? Because all of us, if we have joy, what is joy? It's that flag flying outside saying that the king is on his throne. He is present in our life. And that flag never goes down. Because the joy in us is not about outward circumstances. It's not about what's going on. It's about what's going on inwardly. It's about that relationship to God. I want to share with you one other song that's in your songbook. And I love these words because this is what real joy is. There's a song that's ringing in my heart today. For I've found a loving friend. He'll be with me to the end. Though the tempter's snares beset my path below, he is ever by my side, I know. There's a song that's ringing in my heart today. Jesus' power has set me free. And he gives me victory. All my sin stains vanished in the crimson flow, and he'll keep me every hour, I know. There's a song that's ringing in my heart today, for I'll see my Savior's face at the ending of the race. Wear a spotless robe as white as driven snow. Hear the welcome from the King, I know. And the chorus says, In my heart a song is ringing, for he pardoned me, I know. Just because he loved me so, and I'm singing, 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 just because he loved me so. Friends, the true test of if there's joy in your heart is, this, is, is if there's singing in your heart, if there's a melody in your heart. Does that mean that, that uh, you, you sound perfect to the world? It's got nothing to do with it. What it means is that joy is overflowing. And when there's a song in your heart, you can't help but sing it, right? You ever, we've all had this happen where you're, you're, you're in, the, in the car or somebody mentions a, a lyric to, or, to a song and you say, well, thanks a lot. I'll have that in my head the rest of the day, right? Uh, in, in fact, someone even said what you have to do is sing the whole song and then it'll get out of your head. But you know what? There, there should be a hymn in our heart every day. There should be a song. There, there should be, we, there, we sh not that we're always happy, but we should have joy. And if we can have joy on Easter Sunday, can't we have it the next and the next? And even on Mondays, we can have joy because Jesus gives us that joy. Father, today I am grateful this morning that even on this Sunday, we serve a risen Savior. And Lord, today uh, we understand that in our lives, uh, there are times of happiness, great happiness, there's also times of sorrow, of great sorrow. But through it all, Lord, we can have joy. Father, I pray that in our hearts, people would know that we know you. Not because everything is going well, uh, not because uh, we're, we're happy, but because we know you. Because you give us hope. Because you are our joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, today, we give you all honor and glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.